What's up, Crossover fam? This is Tammy. We want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. God has been moving in major ways in our community, and we're so glad that you get to be a part of it. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to live out your calling in Christ. Enjoy this week's message. Let me say that one more time. If God has been good to you, go ahead and give him a hand clap of praise like Like he has been so much better to you than you even deserve. Go go ahead and give him a hand clap of praise like, like, like Pastor Demetrius was talking about. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like an eagle. Y'all know I can't sing, but I I, I wanted y'all to get excited about that. Amen. How many of y'all are excited about what God is doing in your life? Amen. Look, look at somebody right now and tell them, tell them, tell them, you are here today for the right reason. They looked at you like, for real? Like, for real? I was sleepy when I got up this morning. Listen, I, I, I want to tell you right now that God is doing something supernatural in this place on today. He has you in here for a purpose today. He has you in here for a reason on, on today, right? And if, if you just give me just a few moments, I, I'll unpack and make it plain for you. But I, I just need you to know that you're in the right place today. Is that okay? You, you in the right place. I'm, you in the right place. I'm, I'm just letting y'all know that, that you are in the right place because God is doing something supernatural, and I am super excited about all that he is doing in this place on today. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Pastor Philip. I serve as the executive pastor here under Pastor Scott and Pastor Tammy's leadership, and like I said, I, I'm excited. I, I know God has something for us today. I do. I, I know that he has something for us today. All night long, I tossed and turned because I was ready to get up in here today because I knew that he had something for us today. If you're ready for the word, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. I want to go ahead and jump into this thing real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Just going to read a couple verses. Verses 6 through 9 may be familiar to you, but it says this. It says this. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So then, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive their own reward according to his own labor, for we are God's co-workers. Somebody say, I'm God's co-worker. You are God's field and God's building. Let's pray, y'all. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for what you're doing in this place. God, we are expecting you to show up today, God. We're expecting you to speak to us today, God. We're expecting you to bring instruction clearly to us today, God. Open our ears, open our hearts, open our eyes such that we can see what you are doing in such a time as this. God, we thank you in advance and give you glory now, God. You do what only you can do in this place, Father. We're careful to give you all praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen. Amen Amen and amen. Let let me say this. Y'all do know, or some of y'all who know me, um, you will know this about me. I love football. I do. I do. I I really do. Like, I I enjoy football so much. Like, I was probably playing football since I was, like, this big. Like, like I, I love football. Amen. And I tried to love the Falcons, but I'm a Giants fan for real. And that may be, 
Who said, the, I see you? Represent, represent. I'm a Giants fan. Now, now here's the thing. Giants fans, we're having trouble this year, kind of like Falcons fans. But, you know, anyways, anyways. You, you know, the one thing that cannot be argued, though, is there are a couple teams out there who are doing really, really great. One of those teams is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Amen. And part of the reason the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, are doing great because they have this guy on their team. His name is, how y'all know who I was talking about? His name is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is arguably, as we call, the GOAT, right? And the GOAT, for those of you who do not know what GOAT means, GOAT means the greatest of all time. Tom Brady, right? Why is Tom Brady the GOAT? Well, because Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. That's a lot, y'all. One is a lot, but he has seven, right? Tom Brady has done it on two different teams. Tom Brady, no, like he goes to a place that has been a proverbial loser and changes him around. I was kind of hoping that Tom Brady would come to the Giants. Because I was like, well, you know, if he could do it, maybe he can come and help, help us out. But it doesn't look like I'm going I'm to I'm I'm get that. But, but we know who Tom Brady is, right? If I ask you to describe Tom Brady, some of you could probably even tell me what he looks like, right? What color is his hair? Brown, right? Somebody's like, I guessed. <laughs> Only had a couple choices, right? But, but we, could, we could tell what Tom Brady looks like. Why? Because Tom Brady many times is everywhere, right? We see at the end of the games, who do they interview? Tom Brady. Even if the team didn't do good and Tom Brady threw for one yard, who are they still going to interview? Tom Brady, because in our minds we say Tom Brady is the GOAT. Does anybody know who Donovan Smith is? Exactly. <laughs> d d does anybody know who Ali Mar Marpet is? D does anybody know who Ryan Jensen is? Oh, well, oh, by the way, these are the people who actually do the work who protect Tom Brady. They're, they're, they're called his offensive linemen. Now, here's the interesting thing about offensive linemen. Offensive linemen do all the dirty work, but they get no credit. They get no shine. They, they get beat. I mean, they're dirty and they're, they're grimy and they've been, I mean, they're getting stepped on and crunched on because all they do is all day. Like, that's what they do. So that Tom Brady can stand back in the pocket and throw the ball. stay Because, like, at the end of the game, Tom Brady, you know, his, his uniform is clean, y'all. But you know why his uniform is clean? Because of, hold on, let me tell you that name. Because of Donovan, because of Ali, because of Ryan, because of Alex, and because of Tristan. Here's the thing. Y'all don't even know who they are. You've never even heard of their names. But if it wasn't for those people, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would not be what they are today. They would not have won a Super Bowl last year. And I'm telling you right now, they wouldn't be on course to even win a Super Bowl this year. They are 6-1. So there's something about being on, on, on a team, especially a football team, because the objective of being on a football team is to score points. Say score points. That's the whole objective. And, and, and the team at the end of the day who scores the most points wins. But here's, here's the interesting thing, though. You can't score points with just having one person on a team. 
You, you got to have all 11 people, listen, doing their job at the right time, being in the right place so that the play can move forward. If anybody is out of place and the play cannot move forward and you get negative yards, you go backwards and that's not good. So the people that you know about need to move forward. But the people who you don't know, they have to do their job also. Did you know that every NFL team has what's called a practice squad? Now, the practice squad has a job. Like, they go to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I think Thursday every now and again. Their job, listen, their job is to pretend like they're the other team so that they can get beat up all week long so that that team can go on a Sunday and, and, and perform the plays and execute the plays. So they sit at home and watch their team win, but check this out. Last year when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got those Super Bowl rings with the thing that twisted off and it's worth a whole Google a boogle of money, that's a lot. Guess who else got those rings? The, the practice squad. I don't even have none of their names. But, but, but they got rings also. You, you know who else got rings? The videographer team, you know, the, the team of people who, who sit, they, they, they got these little high towers and they get up on the towers and they video practice. They got rings too. You, you know who else got rings? The, the people who take out the garbage at the facility. They're part of the team. You, you know who else got rings? The people who go and they clean up the facility, sweeping. Woo, doo, 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 doo. That, that, those people? They got rings also. You don't know, y'all don't even know their names. Why did they get rings? Because they were part of the team. See, we have to understand Tom Brady got a ring, but everybody who contributed to the team got a ring also. Everybody has a position to play. Everybody got a role to play. Look at somebody right now and say, you got a role to play. Tell somebody else, say, you got a role to play. See, see, you didn't know it, but, but part of the reason that you walked into this place today is because God is trying to speak specifically to you. Listen to me. You got to get, get on your assignment. You, you, you got to be active in your role. You got to start moving. Even if you're going on the practice squad, you got to start practicing. Because there's a purpose for you. There's a reason that you're here. Listen, you woke up this morning. That's how I know there's a purpose for you. Every day you open your eyes, that's God whispering to your spirit person, today's your day. You know that, right? Every day you open your eyes, I got something for you to do today. Every day you open your eyes, I just need you to follow the direction. This is all he's saying. Because you're part of the team. Somebody say I'm a part of the team. See, when, when you're a part of the team and you're just in your place doing what you need to do, the results that God wants always happen. I want to show you just a scripture today, and I want to walk through this real quick. And, and this scripture really, really talks about a team. Now, when you see it, you, you, might, you might look at it a little fuzzy, but just, like I said, just work with me for a second, all right? I, I want to turn to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Um, look at verses 17 through 19. Let me do that. Can I do that? 17 through 19. This is what it says. This is what it says. 
On one of those days while he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and also from Jerusalem. And the Lord's power to heal was in him. He was ready to do something, y'all. Just then, some men came carrying on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They tried to bring him in and set him down before him. Since they could not find a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the roof tiles into the middle of the crowd before Jesus. (sighs) Can I give y'all a little backstory? Because I don't know about y'all, but that story sounds crazy. That's like, like when you just read that story, you look at that story and you're like, that, that don't make no sense. So let me give you a little backstory, right? So, so Jesus had been performing miracles and doing all this stuff all around. So people had begun to recognize and he had a name, a reputation that was building up, right? So, so Jesus found his way to this place, to this house, and people heard that he was going over there. So when he was going over there, these guys, they had a friend, right? They had a guy they knew, a guy who had been paralyzed, a guy who had been down, that guy who had been laid in. They said this. They said, hey, bro, listen, there's this dude. His name is Jesus. And he's been healing all kind of people. He's been doing all kind of miracles. We need to get you there. Only one problem. Their friend was paralyzed. Like he, he, he couldn't move. Like for their friend, all, all he did all day was just, you know, sit on the mat. He was on the mat. Feet up. Wow, this is kind of hot. I can almost swing my feet. Anyways, that's all he did. He was on the mat, on the mat. But his friends thought enough of him to say, listen, we, we got to get you to Jesus. It didn't even say his friends were believers. It didn't say nothing. All he said was his friends had heard about what this guy was doing, and his friends said, hey, bro, we got to get you over here. Now, I don't know about you, but that's some good friends. That's some good friends. If they can look at you and see what situation you're in, if they can look at you and see you in your mess, if they can look at you and see you in your frozen position where you're not moving, you ain't going, you got so much more inside of you and they know it and you're not moving and you're not going. And they're like, hey, I got to get you to Jesus. I got to get you back over here. I got to get you right back into the atmosphere, into the environment. I got to get I got I got to take you over there. Because I know if we can get you over there, something can happen for you. Something can change for you. I don't want to leave you out there. I don't want to leave you in your situation, in your mess, in the mire. In the, I don't want to leave you out there. I got to pick you up and take you to Jesus. So let, let me do this. Let me, I, I, just, I got five specific things that his friends had to have. And, and I believe, I believe that, that these five things that the friends had, these are the same five things that you have. Somebody say, I got them. Say it again. Say, I got them. So, so, so let me give you these five things. If you're taking notes, you need to go and write these down. If you didn't write them down, go back later on and watch the video and then write them down from the video. You got it? Amen. All right, here we go. First thing that these people had, they had compassion. Somebody say compassion. So I want to talk about the principle of compassion, right? They cared enough about their friend. They cared enough it doesn't even say that, honestly, when reading the scriptures, it doesn't even say that he was really their friend. It, it just said that they, they carried him. Now, I'm going to use my mind's eye right now, right? My mind's eye would say they should be a friend, right? And they had compassion enough to pick this guy up. How far did they carry him? 
We, we don't know. It doesn't tell us. But, but listen, <laughs> let me, let me, let me. Has anybody ever carried somebody who may have been um, what is referred to as dead weight? Right? Somebody clapped. They're like, yeah, woo! <laughs> dead, dead, dead weight is when, you know, you, the body is not moving. Now, I'm not going to ask uh, if that was you who had the dead weight or not. Step out of that one. But y'all know, like when somebody cannot handle their own, like they feel like it, they're, they're 20 pounds. You're like, this is a different kind of 20 pounds. Because their body is just different. So, so this guy, paralyzed, he was like, wait. So these guys had to pick him up, even if I just carried him to the door. And hey, we got to take a couple of breaks in that. Say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just put him down for a second. Put him down for a second. You good? All right. Pick him up. Let's go. Let's go. Right? These guys picked him up, and however far they had to go, they, 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 they did it. Because there was something greater that they saw. They weren't worried about if they were going to be sore tomorrow. They weren't even worried about what people were going to say about them, because I guarantee there was somebody who was like, look at them fools right there carrying that man around. They better put him down before they strain their back. You know, we come up with all kinds of things, right? Watch this, Romans 15, Romans 15, this is what it says, Romans 15, 1 and 2. Now, we who are strong have an obligation. Somebody say obligation. We have an obligation to bear the weakness of those without strength and not to please ourselves. Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good to build him up. Woo! This ain't about you. Can I say it one more time? Because somebody thinks it's about, this is not about you. Everything that we're doing, listen, it ain't about you. God is using your situations, the stuff that you've gone through to get you to a place where you can worship him. I'm going to wait on you. And then when you wait on him and you, he gets you into that place, God says, boom, I got you now. I can clean you up and I can use you to do this. It's all about God's purpose moving forward. And trust me, he would love to use you to move his purpose forward. Anybody ever go to the kitchen and open up the cabinet and get a cup out of the cabinet? You ever do that before? W wave at me if you have. Some of y'all, I don't, what y'all drink Capri Suns or something all, all day long, right, right, right. Right, so you go to the cabinet, you, you get a cup out. Have you ever gone and got a cup out and you looked in the cup and you're like, ooh, <laughs> dishwasher didn't get that one or, or, or washer washer, whoever that was, didn't quite get. Do you still drink from that cup? And some of y'all are like, well, it just depends on how thirsty I am. Realistically, we don't drink from that cup. We're going to either wash it out or we're going to put it someplace to be cleaned. Could you imagine God going into his cupboard saying, who can I use today? Who, who, who can I use today? There's somebody in need. To, who, who can I? Let, let me see. I need to fill some people today. Who, who can I use today? Let me, let me open up my cabinet. And he, and he reaches his arm up in the cabinet, and he, and he grabs a cup with your name on it. And he, he's, he's pulling it out to say, can I use him today? But, but here's the awesome thing about God. Even if the cup is dirty, he don't throw the cup away. He said, this cup is too valuable. 
You ever go to the Braves game, the old school Braves game before, and you got them cups, and that was like a $10 drink? And you was like, uh-uh, you better not throw that cup away, because when we get home, we're going to rinse that puppy out and reuse them again. I paid too much money for that cup. Hello, somebody. This is the same thing that God is saying. He ain't throwing the cup away. He's like, oh, I done paid too much for that. I paid the ultimate price for that cup right there. I can't throw it away. So what do I need to do? I got to get it in an environment where I can clean it up. I got to get it in an environment where it's usable. Because once I wash it back up, guess what I do? I put it back in service. Y'all know y'all got a favorite cup. Sometimes you use your favorite cup two, three, four days in a row. If the truth be told, <laughs> because that's the good one. It hold enough. Everything is right. Everything is right. God wants to use us like that. Amen? So there's compassion. We have to have compassion for other people, just like God has compassion for us. Number two, number two, number two. There's this thing called cooperation, the principle of cooperation. Somebody say cooperation. Listen, and God has assigned each of us to this task of cooperation, and it literally looks like being able to go out and help other people. Remember the scripture I shared with you when we started this about, you know, Apollos and, and about one plants and one waters, but who gives the increase? It's God. So, so God is ultimately the one who's giving the increase, but we have to be in the business to be like, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to cooperate with God's plan. Let me say that one more time. I, I want to cooperate with God's plan. How many times have we cooperated with the world's plan? How, how many times have we cooperated with somebody else's plan? Right? And, and many times we even know that the plan is not right. But for whatever reason, we're compelled to cooperate with that plan. What, what would happen if we just said, you know what, I am going to cooperate with God's plan and trust God in that. And sometimes, listen, listen, hear me. and I, Somebody needs to hear this. Cooperating with God's plan doesn't always mean something miraculous is going to happen right now. All it means is for you to just do what he said do. Y'all follow me? So don't look for the miraculous to have to happen. Just know that if you did what he told you to do, that is miraculous and supernatural in and of itself because he got you to move. So, so, so you might be the, the planter, but there's somebody coming around behind you. Y'all remember the story that Pastor Scott was sharing last week about, about the brother who, who had the transformation from Islam? This didn't just happen overnight. This happened for a year or so, over and over again, loving and loving and loving, building, working, not treating any different, loving, picking up, speaking to all of those things. There were, it wasn't just one seed. It was a whole bunch of seeds. Didn't nobody, like, we were not even expecting the testimony like that. We knew God was going to do it. But when it happened, we were like, oh, praise God. We went old school. We were like, da, da. like, like, like that's how excited we were. Because we're like, look at what God did. Y'all follow me? So we just got to be in cooperation with God. Look at somebody and say, you going to cooperate with God or what? Ask him. Ask him. I mean, come on now. You going to cooperate or what? 
Number three, number three, number three. There's this thing called the principle of action. Somebody say action. Action. What does action mean? Doing something. Right? There's a difference between knowing and doing. Listen to me. Nine times out of ten, all of us in here, we know what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. You know what to do. The problem is you don't do what you know. That's That's the problem. So you can know it and not do it. You can hear it over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. That's why they say repetition is the motor of success because you got to keep on hearing things over and over. And then finally you'd be like, all right, all right, Dan, all right. Well, I'm going to go on and do Okay. I'm going to step out. I'm going to do it because there needs to be action. When, 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 when his friends saw the paralyzed man there, they could have looked at him and be like, hey, dog, you know, Jesus, he's going to be over, over there. I mean, if you can get there, bro, I think he can help you out. They could have said that to him, right? They could have been like, hey, Sean, hey, Sean, I know you going over there by where Jesus is. You know, dude over here, he been laying there for a while. You think, you you know, you might be able to get a couple people and kind of take him him with y'all since y'all going that way? They they could have said that. But for whatever reason, they were compelled. They were compelled to action to where they said, we, let, let's, we can do something about this. So let's take him. Now, here's the interesting thing with, with action, right? They carried this guy as far as they carried him. And they get to the house that Jesus was at. That thing was flat packed out. It was like the bando, that little chicken's place up, man. They be packed out. Got them chicken wings that be flaming. Everybody be up in there. So they were trying to get inside this place and couldn't get inside this place. Now, I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to let you know. When I tried to go over to the band, over to the little trap house chicken spot, right, I tried to go, and I went on over there, and I was like, I know the chicken is good, but I don't, I don't know if I'm waiting inside this, this little line thing right here. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to the door, but eh, it's good. Now, they could have done a little buddy like this. Hey, bruh, we got you here. You good now. But they were compelled to action. These brothers were compelled to so much action. They said, come on, let's huddle up. That's what we're going to do here, all right? We can't get through the front door. What are we going to do? And there was, there had to be one of them in there. It was Demetrius. He was like, bro, I was singing, and the Lord told me to wait, right? Because, you know, got a word, right? And then the Lord told me to wait. And, and I think what we need to do, we need to mount on wings as an eagle, and we need to soar on up to the roof. I, I guarantee there was one like, the roof? Like, go to the roof? And then the one, the one was like, what are we going to do on the roof? Demetrius like, dog, this is what we can do. We can dig a hole in the roof and lower them down. Y'all know how crazy that sounds? By the way, they, they didn't come prepared to, like, dig a hole in the roof. So now they was like, Demetrius was like, hey, go tell Trey to go up to so-and-so's house and see if we could borrow his shovel. That, that, that sounds so crazy. But they were compelled to action. They were so compelled to action that those guys climbed up on the roof, got some tools, opened up the roof with a whole crowd. Could y'all imagine the roof right here open up? And somebody just came all down the roof. This is what is happening.
in here. The guy comes down the roof. They, look, they had to get some string. It had to be strong string. Lower him down, right? I know the guy was like, I'm on the mat. Y'all know I'm on the mat. But don't drop me. Don't drop me. All of those things were happening. They lowered this guy down in front of Jesus. Now, here is the interesting thing. Jesus over there preaching up a storm. He's sweating, right? I can imagine Jesus. You know, he's sweating. You know, he got long hair. You know, Jesus doing his thing, preaching up a storm, and then all of a sudden he sees this man coming down. And I can, I can imagine Jesus like smiling like, oh, it's about to get good right now. Everybody else going crazy. Ah, 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 there's a man coming from the roof. There's a man coming from the roof. And they lowered this guy down like right in front of Jesus. And Jesus said this. Jesus looked not at the man who came down from the ceiling. He up there looking at the guy, lower him down. He looking at the other guys. They up there looking at Jesus like this. And he said this. He looked at them and he says, because of your faith. Your sins are forgiven. Y'all going to go through all that for this one right here? Man, I got, I got to do something right now. I, I got to do something right now. Your sins are forgiven, brother. Your sins are forgiven, not because of what he did, but because of what his friends did. Because his friends thought enough of him. Because his friends wanted to move into action. Somebody say action. Number four, persistence. Say persistence. They didn't give up on him. Listen, just like he didn't give up on you. Y'all remember when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, crying and snotting? Father, if there be any way, please, Lord, let this cup pass from me. And he said, nevertheless, I'm going to press I'm persistent. When they were talking crazy to him, spitting on him, nevertheless, I'm going to press. When they were beating him, nevertheless. He was thinking about us when he was up there. And then finally he said, you know what? It's finished. All sin is forgiven, right? Boom, it's all gone. My blood is being shed now because of the persistence. Amen. Amen. The last thing, last thing. You got to have faith. Somebody say faith. You got to have faith. Got to have faith. It, 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 it was so easy, right, when we think about faith, because Jesus looked at the friends and he said, seeing their faith, he, he forgave his, the friends sin, which, which was cool. And that's the first step, right? It, the first step is getting the sins forgiven. But there's more. Somebody say there's more. Oh, by the way, by the way, did anybody catch the name? Of the guys who, who helped him out? It, it, anybody catch their names? Demetrius? <laughs> Trey? <laughs> Listen, the, the Bible does not even mention the guys' names. All, he, all the Bible calls them is some men. Just, just some men. It don't say whether they were rich, whether they are poor. Whether they look good, whether they didn't, all it said is that these are some men who, who thought it valuable to say, you know what, this is bigger than me. And because this is bigger than me, I got to do my part. 
I cannot allow this person to sit in this situation anymore. I have to do my part. I'm a part of this team. I might not be Tom Brady. I might be Ali, whatever the guy's name was, and Jansen, the other lineman. I might be those guys right there because I have to be a part of this team and do my part. It's an army of people, y'all. It's an army of people who come together to do the work so that we can score points. Somebody say score points. See, here's the interesting thing. We, the army... We can only do our part to get people there. But they got to do their part also. Somebody say, I'm in the army. So I'm in the army. So I don't even have to have a name. I can be part of this nameless, faceless army. And that is enough. Hmm. So it was interesting that after this, the man is lying there in front of this. And there was something that, that, that happened while, while they're all standing there, right? They're, they're, they're standing there, and Jesus begins hearing all this murmuring and stuff happening. And in Luke 5, 22 says this, but perceiving their thoughts, Jesus replied to them, why are you thinking this in your hearts? He even knew what they was thinking, y'all. Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven, which he had just did, or to say, get up and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he told the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your stretcher, and go home. Immediately, he got up before them. He ain't never walked, y'all. Got up before them picked up the thing he had been lying on, and went on home and glorified God. Part one is getting them there. Part two is giving them something to act on. Now, the interesting thing for each and every one of us in this place is we've all been commissioned to be in a place of some men. We don't have to have our names in the marquee, in the lights. We don't need a mic. We don't need a CD, an MP3, or whatever other three thing that we get. We don't need none of that. All we need is just some act of faith to step out and to say, this is way bigger than me, and I want to be a part of the team, God. I, I, want, I want to be in, in, in your group, Father, who, who's going out and who's doing my part to really be able to go out to help people. I want to be in that nameless, faceless army. See, God, when I'm, when I'm on the team, there are provisions that come from being on the team. When I'm on the team, there are things that happen when, you know, I'm around other people on the team. There, there's camaraderie. There, 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 there's team stuff that happens. There's, there's, there's edification, right? We're, we're lifted up. All this stuff happens in, inside of, 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 of the team, right? When, when we can just get together around the team and get in environments like this, right? See, some of you even came in here today and, and you were down and out. Some of you came in here today and your mind was playing tricks on you and you were dazed and confused and it felt like you were in a boxing match, in a boxing ring, and you didn't know whether you were going or whether you were coming. And you walked in the 
this place, not knowing why you had to come in this place, but for whatever reason, you were true and you were compelled to come inside this place. And you came inside this place. You sat down in your chair. And when you sat down in your chair, you didn't even know what was going on. You're like, ah, I don't know what's going on. And there was a battle going on inside of your mind. And, and service began. And as service began, things started moving and shaking. And the praise and worship team came up. And as I came up there, they began singing and, and declaring the things of the Lord. And the things that were holding you down, they started coming off. How do I know they started coming off? Because I was watching you all. And when you were sitting down, you had to stand up. You're like, wait a minute. Something's happening inside of this place. Something's happening on the inside of me. I got to shake this stuff off. I, I, I feel like something is moving and shaking inside of this place. I want to be a part of something bigger than me. I want to be a part of something bigger. I'm shaking this stuff off. I got work to do. See, I told you there's a reason that you had to come into this place. The reason was to commission you today. The reason was to confirm inside of you today that you are a part of God's army. His nameless, faceless army. You don't need any looks. You don't need confirmation from nobody else because God has already confirmed you. He's already laid his hand on you. He's already, listen, he's already invested in you. And he's saying today, right where you are, he said, I'm commissioning you for, for my work today. So listen, right where you are, every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to begin opening your mouth and I want you to begin declaring unto the Lord right now. I need you to begin saying, God, thank you for bringing me into this place. I need you to say, thank you, God, for, for laying your hand on me. Thank you, God, for, for never letting me go. Thank you, God. I need you to begin creating an atmosphere all around you right now. I need you to begin creating an atmosphere because God is at work right now. Thank you, God. Father, I thank you right now, God. God, I thank you right now, Father. God, you are moving something, God. You are stirring up the gift on the inside of your people right now, God. God, you are releasing power, God. You are releasing power right now, God. You're giving them strength right now, God. God, where they thought they were weak, God, you're releasing strength right now, God. Strength to stand up, strength to speak out, strength to be bold, strength to take a step, strength to lift up their friend, strength to lift up their neighbor, strength to walk into your promise, strength to walk into your purpose, strength to say yes, God, to you. Strength today, God. You release yourself, God, in the hearts, in the minds of your people, God. Today, God, something shifts in my atmosphere today, God. I look up and I can see you, God, today. I hear your directions clearly today, God. I'm ready. I'm ready, God. I'm ready, God. I'm ready. Yes, God, we're ready for war. We're ready for war. 
We're ready for war now, God. We're ready to step out, God. We are ready, God. you today for the work of the ministry not to be a watcher but to be a participant e even today listen after service today outside of the hallway once you go outside these doors to the left hand side you'll see several tables set up today. the tables are set up for you somebody say for me what do you mean because we have many opportunities for you to actually go and get involved and be like some men and help somebody just like God has helped you. I told you it's way bigger than me and you. And listen, what we need today, we need you to go see what opportunities are out there so that you can be a part of the army. You don't want to be those friends who say, hey, Sean, can you get him? We want to be those friends who say, no, I got him. Amen. 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 Father God, we thank you right now for some men. We thank you for this nameless, faceless army that you have placed together. We thank you for this place of city takers, Father, where we can really go out, Father, and really be your hands and feet and really love on people and really bring about, Father, true love, your love, your grace, your mercy, God. God, an endless supply, Father, of your grace, your mercy, your love, God. We can lift people up, God, so that you can perform all that you have on the inside of your people. So, God, I pray right now you cover this army. You cover this nameless, faceless army as we go forward in our commission to do your work. God, we glorify you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Man, what a powerful message. We want to thank you for tuning in. 
hope that this week's word blessed and encouraged you. God is doing some amazing things in our community, and we're so glad to have you be a part of it. If you're new to our ministry, we would love to connect with you. You can go to crossoverchurchatl.com backslash connect and fill out the information so that we can stay connected. Also, if you would like to give to help support our ministry, you can go to crossoverchurchatl.com backslash give. Thanks and God bless.